welcome to the Josiah Smith Podcast, where we talk about how to overcome life's challenges and live a life that's worth living. So no matter where you are, whether if you're at home or on the go, just sit back and enjoy the show. What's going on, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Josiah Smith Podcast, coming to you from the greater Philadelphia area, the city of brotherly love. If this is your first time tuning into the podcast, welcome and thank you for stopping by. If you are a recurring listener to the show, thank you so much for your support, guys. Your support is really what helps this show grow. And with that being said, you know the drill. Whether if you are at home or on the go, just sit back and enjoy the show. And hopefully by the end of this episode, you will find something of value that you can use to apply to your life so that you can become not only the best version of yourself and live a life that's worth living, but take your power back. And that is what this episode is tonight. It's taking your power back through the power of habit. And I know that in one of my previous episodes, uh, Focus on You, King, I mentioned about the books, uh, The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg, and then another book called Atomic Habits. And uh, I really want to focus more on The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. That's D-U-H-I-G-G. Just in case if you want to actually read the book and or get it from Amazon or Barnes & Noble, you'll know who the author is. But um, there's like an old saying that our thoughts turn into our emo- emotions. Our emotions turn into our actions. Our actions turn into our habits and our habits turn into our way of life or as or I like to think of it as our destiny. And habits, there's good habits that can lead us to success, that can lead us to living a life that's more abundant, that, that's more full of life, that's full of meaning. And then, of course, there are habits that can utterly destroy uh, ourselves. Um, I know that I uh, had lost my, um, my younger brother, Brian, uh, back in 2018 um, to um, heroin. And the one thing about my brother was, was that um, he, he was a guy who had, he had a big heart and unfortunately he was also the, the kind of person that couldn't handle stress and anxiety real well. And he used, um, drugs like marijuana, pills, um, opioids, and then finally heroin as a way to escape his problems um and that was just something that I never thought that could happen to um my family um unfortunately it did but you know again like you know we still 
my, my family and I, we still remember uh, Brian for the kind, uh, the kind-hearted man that he was. And looking at some of some of the habits that I've had struggled with over the years, and seeing how some of these uh, habits have been holding me back from becoming the best version of myself, I really decided to figure out exactly what I can do to change that. Because let's face it, guys, at some point in our lives, enough is enough. And we want we want to do anything that we can to make our lives better. And really, that is all found in our habits. Our habits are and the choices that we make. And there's like a whole, like I really advise you guys to pick up a copy of The Power of Habit because there is just a lot to talk about. And this episode may be a short episode, might be a two-parter, but we'll see. So anyway, in The Power of Habit, uh, Charles Duhigg basically gives you the blunt and honest truth. If you think that habits can be destroyed, if you think that habits can be broken, well, there's a reason why there's that old saying, old habits die hard, because you really can't destroy old habits. You can only change the routines. And the reason why you cannot destroy old habits is because the brain cannot tell whether or not the habit is good or bad. And the reason why the brain cannot tell whether if that habit is good or bad is for one simple thing, dopamine. Dopamine is the pleasure hormone. It's the hormone, it's the make, it's the make me feel good hormone. It's the I feel like I'm in heaven hormone. And when we you when we are consumed with destructive habits like pornography, alcohol, or drugs, um, unfortunately, that begins to erode our dopamine receptors. And the longer you continue in those kind of habits, the longer it's going to take for your dopamine receptors to restore. Um, I believe that sometimes uh, it can take like your dopamine up to like 90 days to a year for them to heal and reset. Um, if you, and let me, and the other thing too about uh, destructive habits uh, particularly pornography and eating, uh, because there is there is this uh, one uh, book that I had read called the Porn Myth, and in that book, uh, the author describes about how uh, destructive habits like pornography and overeating it it erodes the prefrontal cortex of the brain. Now, the prefrontal cortex is located in um, like right in the center of your forehead. And the prefrontal cortex 
is where is what we use for logical thinking and it's also used for willpower and of course as many of you guys out there know women tend to use the right side of the brain which is emotional based and we men tend to use the left side of our brain which is more logical when you are indulging yourself in destructive habits that begins to erode your prefrontal cortex and that makes you act more juvenile and that does explain like you know why a lot of men today are kid adults boys in grown men's bodies because they've probably you know spent like way too much time indulging in destructive habits and so like because they're prefrontal cortex has been eroded they really can't make like any real decisive logical uh, decisions now the brain can heal its heal itself it's it does take time for the brain to heal itself um, and that comes from uh, overcoming addictions and changing your habits so First, how can we begin to change our habits? Well, one of the things that Duhigg talks about in the early chapters is craving. Uh, he get he used uh, this one uh, story about a, a, a salesman from like you know the early 1900s, uh, Hopkins, and uh, this was when toothpaste was in was starting was in its infancy if you will and basically he how toothpaste became very popular and why now we always make it a habit uh to have to brush your teeth every day was he sold a feeling he basically said that if you brush your teeth every day you're going to have uh, white teeth. You're gonna, your teeth are going to be as white as your favorite movie star, and you're going to have a nice breath. Um, and not only, and that's why, like you know, toothpaste has that minty flavor because that's re- the little reward. You brush your teeth, and you get a nice minty, fresh uh, mouth. But really, like cravings is what powers habits. And cravings is what makes the cues, and it w- it also makes the rewards work. To create a new habit, you have to first create a new craving. So now the question would be: if you're uh, over, if you're trying to overcome a certain addiction, then you need to ask yourself. First, why do I want to change my life? Why do I want to get rid of this habit? Why do I why do I why don't I want to do this anymore? And then you have to really set yourself a vision, a goal. Like where do you like where do you see yourself three months from now, six months from now, a year from now? If you commit yourself to 
creating a new habit. That, your, your vision, your goal, that is the craving. That is what's going to help you overcome the temptations because when we do give up old habits, you know, the temptation is going to arise. And so instead, when temptation does arise, we have the choice, either give into it or we can stop and think about our our big why. Think about our vision, seeing ourselves from like a year from now. And so that's step one is knowing that cravings is what powers a habit, whether if it's good or bad, but like really get a vision for yourself and use that as fuel to go in a different direction. When, um, now when it comes to actually changing the habit, there's three steps. There is, there's three steps to the habit loop. There is the cue, there's the routine, and then there's the reward. Now the cue is the trigger that tells your brain to go into autopilot. And then the routine is basically, whether it's something physical, mental, or emotional, and then the reward helps your brain to decide if that habit is really worth it. So um, let's just use pornography for uh, for this example, guys, because let's face it, we as men, we love sex. Let's not kid ourselves. So let's say you're at the gym and you see a young, hot girl and she's wearing yoga pants, sports bra. She's got a nice, you know, she's got a nice booty. And you're thinking to yourself, oh, well, she she's really she's really hot. You know, I think I could tap that. But instead of actually going up to the girl and talking to her, um, you go home and then because you're still thinking about that girl, the craving really ultimately is sex. You know, you see a hot girl, you immediately want to have sex with her. Well, unfortunately, that girl's not there. So you result to PMO, which is an abbreviation for porn, masturbation, and orgasm. And no need to discuss the routine. And the reward is basically sexual gratification, sexual release. You feel like you're high on cloud nine, even though that you were not doing it with the girl from the gym. So now, like, what can you do to change a habit like that? Well, you can change that habit by, you know, seeing the girl, thinking to yourself, eh, she's cute. And then going, when you get home, instead of immediately going up to your room, pulling out your phone or your or your computer and do the deed, uh, try to find something that's actually going to give you more, more gratification, more 
um, something more positive, like, you know, when you get home, why don't you just go ahead and cook dinner or make it, have yourself a nice meal? Because we, we as men, we also love to eat too. And when you come home from the gym, it's all about uh, packing on that protein. <laughs> you want, you know, you want to build muscle, you want to look good. It's all about like, uh, that, uh, protein intake. So instead of, uh, watching pornography, just when you get home, take out the chicken or the beef or the fish or whatever it is and just cook yourself a nice meal. And, and like, it can be, again, it can just be simple. You can just be like, you know, scrambled eggs and you sit down, you eat it and you still get the same high. You still get the same pleasure. It's like, mm, this is good food. I'm enjoying myself. So there's the habit loop identifying the cues, then changing the routines to get the same reward. Um, the other thing too, and I didn't know, and I didn't know this before, but there is something called keystone habits. And keystone habits, they influence us how we live, how we think, how we spend our money, what kind of foods we eat, you know the list goes on and some of the and some of these habits can be positive that can lead us to success that can lead us to uh, living a more virtuous meaningful life but then there's also keystone habits that are destructive as we talked about earlier and so if you know that you're if if you know that you are struggling through with destructive habits, then those, my friends, are keystone. That's those are keystone habits. And so, how can we? So, what can we do about the keystone habits? Well, you just really focus all your energy in changing that habit. And one thing that I've noticed. Um, with key with um my keystone habits. So, like, I'll use this for an example. Uh, last year I did No Nut November, and it was like the first time I really committed myself to actually going thirty days, uh, without PMOing, and. I slowly started noticing like changes. Now, like you know, there is like all the benefits that uh, about no fap and semen and semen retention are true, and that's another episode for another time. But I did start noticing that when I was keeping keeping myself from sexual gratification. I started noticing that my life was actually getting better. I was noticing my, I was being more productive. I had a lot more energy. I was more focused. I got stuff done. And yes, I was getting some female attention. And I was thinking to myself, man, you know, this, this is really, this feels really good. It's like, where, where have I been this whole time? 
And so I basically just made the, the choice to just go ahead and care and just keep on carrying on. And so like, you know, that is, that is really like the power right there. Like you, you focus all your energy into changing the keystone habits and everything else just falls in line like a domino effect keystone habits they encourage widespread change and not only that but they also create new values um there's this one uh journal that i have it's called the subtle art of not giving a you know what journal um, by uh, the same author, Mark Manson. And I remember last night, there was this one section in the journal where he says, really, like, write down, like, your top 10 values. And, the t- like, my top my top 10 values, if I can remember them off the top of my head, were um, loyalty, honesty, um, self-love, self-respect, uh, communication, independence. Um, I, I, I forget, like, I forget the rest off. Like I said, like, it's just like off the top of my head, but like, really it, it's like you, you, you really find out what kind of values you truly have and, and what kind, yeah, like you really find out exactly what kind of uh, habits like what kind of values you truly have and what kind of person you truly are. Now, the last thing I want to t- to talk about real fast is really what it boils down to is faith. Believing in yourself. Uh, when you go into, like there was this one uh, part in the book um, where Duhigg talks about Alcoholics Anonymous, and there was this one uh, alcoholic by the name of, uh, I think his name was Jack or John, but uh, he had struggled with alcoholism, and it cost him his marriage, and he got into a car accident, and he realized that if he had his kids with him, his kids wouldn't have made it, so he decided to enroll in AA, and... He he was doing good. He went actually went through six years of, of being sober from alcohol. But then he got the call that his mother had cancer, and um, he fell off the wagon. He had a drink, and then it led to two, but it wasn't enough. His dopamine, like he was craving for something stronger, and that's when he got hooked into heroin, got into another car accident, and that almost killed him. And he realized that, you know, he really had to take this more seriously. And so that's when he really started putting, you know, his faith in God. And, you know, there, there's, a re- there's a reason why um, Alcoholics Anonymous, one of the, you know, one of their 12 rules is basically putting your faith in a higher power. Now, putting your faith in a higher power whether if it's, you know, the Lord God Almighty um, or whatever other uh, faith you belong to, whether if it's Allah, uh, Krishna, Shiva, whoever. But ultimately, it's really having faith in yourself. 
Because if you don't believe that you can change your life, if you don't believe that you can overcome the habit, then it is so. The, um, the outer, our outer reality is only a reflection of how we think and feel about ourselves. So, faith. Faith is everything. You want to change your life, guys, really just believe in yourself. And that's all the time I have for today. Thank you for stopping by. If you enjoyed this episode, uh, feel free to leave a review on Spotify. Uh, If you have any questions or if you would like to contact me directly uh, for any questions you have or any Uh, topics you want to hear on the show, you can either send me a voice message. Um, Link is will be in the the description box below. Or you can contact me, uh, my personal email, the Joe Schmo podcast at gmail.com. And I will uh, I will get get with you uh, very quickly. There's actually a lot more I would like to say, but, you know, there's just really, like, you know, not a whole lot of time. But I will actually, you know what, I got the afterthought, so that's always something. But anyway, again, guys, thank you so much for stopping by. Stay strong. Fight hard. Know that you are worthy, and I will see you next time.